This is episode 46 or 47, 48. I don't know anymore, cause Todd could be recording an episode right now. And I tried to record an episode before, and this is the second part to the episode. Hi! Hi! <coughs> so I'll start uh, where I left off, but I just have to, like, I have to admit some like I haven't really told many people yet, but I got I like I feel pretty fucked up today. I got stabbed four times last night, twice in one arm and twice in the other arm. I got stabbed four times by a doctor lady with uh, different vaccinations. I can't name all of them, but I'm going on a trip and I got stabbed four times, and I feel crazy. I asked her in a joking way, but maybe secretly I wasn't joking. And I asked her, I said, is there mind control or microchips in these vaccinations? And she said, there's not many guarantees in this life, but there's no mind control or computer chips. Um, I think she got irritated with me after a while because she didn't understand my sense of humor. And uh, I had just recharged my creativity out at Tronquil Creek. So um, I was in a mood. I was uh, hamming it up in the words of myself and, and others close to me. Um, but, so what have I been up to since I attempted to do that last podcast? Because this is the follow-up to the failed podcast where um, I talked about the M83 album, which is awesome. And I'm going to go on with my notes here. But what have I been doing? You know, I, I got stabbed, uh, I, you know, four times in the arm. I've been skating and uh, I've been filming and uh, I've been writing a lot. And, uh, you know, I've been trying to exercise and I've been working on different projects. You know, I've just been doing what I do. I think that was uh, a Jewish man from New York, possibly. I shouldn't say what my characters are. I should just be the fucking characters. Um, so, needless to say, the M83 album, I think I've still been playing quite a lot. If you haven't got it yet, you gotta get it. It's really good. Uh, I highly recommend a site called Rate Your Music, um, where I always find new music because it's, it's user-generated reviews and averages, and um, you can find people who like the same albums as you, and then... If you see something that they like, that you thought you wouldn't like, but they like a bunch of other stuff that you like, and like, and like, and like, and like, then you can like, like, your likes, like, like, you know? Rate your music. Check it out, man. Check that shit out. So, um, after I was going to talk about the M83 album, which, uh, the whole theme of that experience that I had is it's up to you how you want to experience things. So I was going to follow it up with, uh, this is just a really simple, I got um, a few, or two quick movie rental recommendations. Um, the first is the David Suzuki movie, Force of Nature. Get it, and love it, and uh, enjoy that he's from Canada. He's from Canada, and that um, it'll make you really uh, appreciate 
nature that much more. If I I, w- I appreciate nature a lot, but I wish I appreciated it to the level that he does because he comes from a scientist point of view, and there's some mind blowing stuff that he talks about in it. It's awesome. Definitely watch the David Suzuki movie. And if you're Canadian, you haven't watched it yet. Why haven't you watched the David Suzuki movie? You gotta watch it. Um, my second movie rental recommendation. I won't make this a normal thing, but usually I see so many shitty movies that um, it's hard to recommend things to people. And you know, that's partly my fault. Um, watching shitty movies, you only have so much time on the earth. You know, really think twice before you watch. Like if you say. Oh, I know this movie's gonna be stupid, but I'm gonna watch it anyway. It's fine to turn off your brain once in a while and just enjoy some junk, but on your deathbed, you're probably gonna realize that you want that time back, um, the time that you spent watching, um, what was the last one I skipped that Lacey was watching? Yeah, like, any romantic comedy stuff, um, I just have, like, I can't, I can't waste my time, I'll go upstairs and watch something on I'll listen to podcasts or I'll want to expand my mind instead of shrink it but not that there's anything wrong with it it's like a bag of chips or a slush you know you just gotta once in a while it's good but too much saturation not good so my next um I wish I could have watched this movie loud though my next recommendation I wish I would have seen this in the theater I don't know why I didn't see it in the theater it must have been like when I was really busy doing other stuff but Hannah the movie Hannah um, the dude who directed Atonement and it must have been the same cinematographer because the pictures were very pretty to look at Chemical Brothers did the soundtrack the girl from Atonement was the main girl in it that was really good the casting was awesome had a really cool mix of almost like um, action, comic book, philosophy music video totally up my alley but if you watch it watch it with watch it really loud which I couldn't, but I still, like, you know, got my blood pumping and the soundtrack was amazing. Watch it with headphones. I'm probably going to watch it again and watch it with headphones. They used one of the Hannah songs, actually, in that Matthew Ledoux um, parkour skates thing, which, um, oh, I have some recommendations of stuff that I really enjoyed. That's one of them. I don't can't remember if I talked about that, but... Um, I can't remember the name of it. It's the Matthew Ledoux parkour British something. I don't know. Um, the other thing that I really liked lately in, in rollerblading was the uh, PJ Paul John section from the Inri video. I've watched that, I think, um, four or five. No, never mind. I've probably watched that about ten times. I love the editing in it. I love the variety of skating. Um, I love the the climax or the how he pulls the um, the euphoric part of the song and matches a perfect image of him doing the Liu Kang over the corner thing. Um, I really like that Matthew Heineman section. That was like eight minutes of him just skating around and fucking around but the editing really 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 bothered me it um i'm fine with like handheld camera and everything but the editing still needs to flow if it's handheld um mushroom blading volume one used a lot of the technique that 
it's like that handheld make you sick feeling almost but um there were still lots of jump cuts and stuff in it the soul was there though so um if you get a chance it's the matthew heineman arkina edit but you've probably already seen it you know what i'm talking about and is there one other thing oh i really like the aaron pile uh too much flavor section i've watched that one a few times it was a really good mix of every kind of skating um it had lots of awesome stuff and it like every once in a while there's little antidotes to all of the shit that i watch i try and watch not too much stuff but i still have a problem with um caffeine and internet use those two go hand in hand and um at the end of the day, like, if I could use the internet once a week and have someone just send me things that I think would be interesting, I keep thinking I'm going to find something amazing. And, you know, these sections or the M83 album are certain, like, awesome YouTube links. Like, um, I was watching that Jeremy Rifkin one again that Riley sent me. It's really interesting. But I just, I really want to cut down on my internet use. And I, I mean, I'm setting it long term. I'm saying the next decade I want to cut it down. Because I've only been starting, I've only been consciousness of my, of cutting things down since, I don't know, recently. <laughs> but I'm going to try. If I've lost you there. Uh, maybe I... Maybe I, maybe I, uh, I want to talk about cars. I hate them. I, uh, I'm fine driving in a car. It can be a very meditative experience, but, um, cars are stupid. They, you have to gas them up all the time. Gas is really expensive. They're dangerous. People, um, don't drive them mindfully. I especially hate them um, when I'm walking or riding my bike or outside of a car. Um, they become these inhuman things and I hate people's faces a lot of the time when they're driving their cars. Um, people are like in the worst mood. They become these pathetic, um, similar to like, I really don't like people's faces when they're watching commercials on TV uh, the same way that I don't like people's faces when they drive cars. And I'm not saying everyone, it's just there's this general face. I remember when I was younger, I was we would watch TV or the news or whatever and be eating dinner and I, I got really mad at a very young age watching like my mom and dad's face when they watch TV because it was like this blank this blank look, this numb look of zoning out with no emotion in it, and it's a face that you don't see very often. I don't like it, and the people driving in their cars, it reminds me of it. I mean, shouldn't you be excited that you're getting to your, that you're in this thing and you're listening to music and people just are in such a hurry and they're always frustrated in their cars? I have road rage myself, just like I have mosquito rage. Um, some of the worst sides of me come out when I'm in a vehicle um, or mosquitoes around me. I swear a lot and I yell. I've shouted before at the top of my lungs inside of a car. That feels really good because it's like a 
it's like you're inside of a, a chamber where you can, there's not many places where you can scream at the top of your lungs and the sound is really muffled. Uh, so it can be quite euphoric at times if you get a chance to do that. But Chris Nima famously had really funny road rage. He would be, he'd be talking about something and be like, yeah, so this song's really good because of, but this motherfucker comes move motherfucker. <laughs> Wasn't that great of an impression, but people know what I'm talking about. I'm pretty sure. Um, and mosquitoes. Yeah. I get really violent. I don't like killing lots of bugs. I don't like, um, I don't like killing things in general. I have, I still have a bit of a killer instinct, like a, the little boy that likes to step on bugs and stuff, but I, I don't really step on bugs. I try and save bees and spiders that are in the house and things like that. But mosquitoes, I'll like, I'll be like, not today, motherfucker. And I'll smush him and then I'll make a pile of mosquitoes and I'll try and this is mostly when I'm camping and I'll try and get a pile of them. And then I like burning them with fire to let all their friends know what happens if you uh, come around here. In the words of Todd, don't come around here. Come around here. I'll kill you and your friends. So I don't know if you're with me on that, but cars, I think smart cars <coughs> and electrical cars, not that's another thing, the noise level sometimes that cars make it seems really old-fashioned to have loud, gas-guzzling um, money pits. I guess people... It's like rollerblading and like many things where we're just... There's this social conditioning about cars that won't go away. I haven't seen that movie, Who, who Killed the Electric Car, but I want to know who killed the electric car. We should all be driving electric cars. It's, it's silly. It's just silly. Um, so that's actually a decent segue into me drinking water first of all. So there's this place that I love in Kamloops called the Noble Pig Brew House. It's our first kind of like, um, it's not trendy. It still has a distinct vibe. Um, I like, it was where at a nightclub that I just fucking could not stand in my younger, younger days called Rivers. It's in the same building, but they redid everything in what used to be a massive cluster of negative energy from my youth. Um, I had some good memories there, but mostly not. Um, it's this new beautiful, it's, it's got a charming interior. The lighting is just dim enough to, to get kind of like romanticized by the atmosphere. Um, it's not too loud. Um, and there's a brewery downstairs where they make all the beer. I'm crossing my fingers that eventually our company gets to do a commercial for them because I, I really like that place. Um, so just in the past couple of weeks, I think I went there a few times just to write in my notebook. Um, I wouldn't go to other pubs. Like I don't, I really don't like, um, sports pubs. Um, it could be my Irish blood that I need 
a darker spot with little corners that you can go to and not be disturbed. Um, and the, the waitresses seem a little bit more well-adjusted than other... Not that there's anything wrong with it. No, I won't go there. Um, but the what I was going to get to is that the beer that is made there, there's this one, just recently, this IPA, this birthday IPA, which I wish I had one right now. You can drink half of this beer and feel this uh, this buzz that is not like if you were to get like a shitty draft kokanee or Canadian or Keith's or something and your stomach like draft beer sometimes from pubs. Oh man, it's just, you can drink it and it gets you drunk, but it's not, it's not anything close to the drunk that you get from like something that was made with love like the guy is the crazy dude the brewery dude is always there hanging out and he fucking cares about making his beer so much and then when you drink that beer you're like drinking the love put into that there's no love put into like massive produced amounts of like canadian that you would drink at like boston pizza or something so you drink half of a pint of some of this stuff and you get this like this beautiful buzz that uh, I can only say that it's got to be the love behind the beer and it's not hippy dippy it's fucking science (laughs) Uh, but if you come to Kamloops go to the Noble Pig and if they're, get like a sampler too. You can get the sampler with the different kinds. And uh, the beer just gives you a way different buzz. I'm telling you. Um, and there's something to be said about going to a place like that by yourself and just having a drink. And how you have your headphones and your notebook. And you're writing stuff down. Am I recording? Oh yeah, I am. It just feels good. You know? And uh, that makes me think about, like, clothing, especially skates. One of my favorite pairs of skates of all time where I had to trace my foot. They were hand-assembled in the United States. There was the love behind those skates, and it translated into my skating. sounds stupid, but, like, when have you felt uh, love behind skating product a lot of it's made in China how cool would it be if shit was made in the United States or Canada stuff was made you know but it just doesn't work like that hopefully the next generation can change that hey man our generation is still trying to clean up the mess that your generation left behind. Uh, my new notebook, by the way, the one that I would have been using at the Nova Pig, I, um, oh, this is related. So, I am very specific with my notebook and my pens, which I'll get to in a sec. Um, there was this one notebook that my dad got me for Christmas that, um, kind of was like in storage or something because I kept buying um, 
these like hard bound they look like old school books and they were thicker but some of the pages were thin and the pages had the like acid free a little bit of a, a rougher texture not really um but then i i ran out and i just was like going through stuff at, at my dad's place um i can't remember what I, was, I was picking up skate stuff or something um and then i saw this notebook the spiral back which i judged it all wrong because it was a spiral back Long story short, when my pen hit these pages, it was like so flowing and it felt so good and I just went nuts in this notebook. I filled it up in like a couple weeks um, and I did more drawing and sketching in it and um, I almost got evolved into a new... See what I'm talking about with cars? Does it need to be that loud? You need to be that loud? I'm, I think I'm sound sensitive or something. Um, it changed my journaling style, actually. Um, I wish you could see, but I make lists and little subcategories, and there might be a sketch, and there'll be dot, 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 and a quote, a sentence, a paragraph. It's fun. So, and, which relates it back to what I was talking about, the shit's made in Canada. The book is made in Canada. The journal was made in Canada. Whereas my other notebooks were made, I've had a couple made in China, some made in the U.S., but this one had love behind it because it's made in Canada. What more evidence do you want? So I was drinking a local beer, writing in a Canadian-made notebook, but um, I'll have to, I'll have to get back to you on where my clothing was from. I don't think I've, I haven't gone that far yet. Sometimes you know, you gotta, you gotta be careful with extremes in your life, right? Not when you're on your skates, though. That's when you really gotta get extreme. And... So... And so... And so... I ran out. This notebook, I filled it up, and then I got... Uh, there was this old one. Did I already talk about this on another episode? Long story short, from that long story short... I got like a really big version of this notebook that my dad got from me. And I and I thought it was going to be kind of weird getting a big notebook. Like I could fit four of my portable notebook size-wise in one of the pages. And it looks like this really serious uh, sketch, sketchbook. And um, I was apprehensive at first and then... That little voice in your head, you gotta listen to that little voice in your head when it's when it says, um, Joey, why not just try something new, you know? Try it out, and then uh, if you don't like it, you don't have to get it again. You just gotta try different things out, you know? Why not try it out? Just try the bigger notebook. Because if you don't like it, you can get a smaller one. They only had, like, a really small one. And a really big one, so I got the really big one, and uh, this one changed my writing and journaling style even more because there's so much space to work with, and uh, that's there's importance in um, spaces in things, breathing room, just like right there, a little bit of space made the next thing that I said seem more important, you know. That didn't make it seem more important, but there's still space. 
So the more space that you have to work with, the more spaces in things in your life. You create space for things. This notebook taught me about space. More space to work with. Oh, it feels so much better to have more space on the notebook. Uh, but tonight, I forgot my Sharpie. I'm picky with my notebooks. I'm picky with my pens. I only use fine tip Sharpie pens. Uh, there's two different kinds of fine tip Sharpies, and there's like the older kind, the more old fashioned kind I like. Um, there's something about my messy uh, printing style that the black ink accentuates uh, my mistakes, and it makes my printing look even more like my printing. So, yeah, I forgot it. I went to go to RWR. I had a really funny uh, RWR I've talked about on different shows. It's like a little coffee shop downtown. Um, I've talked about it in previous episodes. I had a really funny exchange. When there were shows, it was, there was some show on tonight, and I just wanted to go sit in the booth for a little bit and write some stuff down, because I was doing some editing for um, something that's coming out soon, hopefully around the 15th, um, and I had some ideas, and I just wanted to like cut it off. If you're really into something sometimes, it's good to cut off the flow know exactly where you left off but go and write some stuff about it and then go back to it so I get to the doorway and it's like a dude sitting at a, a desk with like the little cash uh, box and I said oh uh, what do I have to pay to get in it's like yeah this is a show it's or I said, do I need cash monies? Yeah, it's uh, it's five bucks. Oh, and then I get out my wallet and uh, started looking. He's like, even if you have a toonie, that's fine. And I was like, oh, I don't you need me to go get cash. And like, no, it's okay. Just go ahead. And I was like, I, I just needed to. I just need to sit in a booth for a little bit. It was really a really funny uh, conversation, which reminds me on the topic of movie recommendations earlier, um, our, our idiot brother with, uh, Paul Rudd, where he's got, like, where he looks like me, actually. He has the beard and the long hair, well, how I used to look. That movie made me miss my long hair and my beard, because, uh, the character in that movie, holy shit, I totally related to him in some ways. Uh, it comes with a high recommendation, it's not necessarily like seeing it in the theater. It, there's nothing really amazing about seeing it in the theater, but um, after we got our shots, after we got stabbed to death in our arms yesterday, uh, we wanted to just treat ourselves to something. We got our pop, our cola, and our buttery popcorn and some M&Ms. Shit, I'm craving that so bad right now again. We went to a movie, and it was awesome. Usually I lower my standards to about 60% that I'm seeing a 6 out of 10 movie every time I go to the theater, sometimes a 5 out of 10, but uh, our idiot brother, my expectations were surpassed, and anyways, the dude that was uh, collecting money at the front of RWR reminded me of that movie because there's some amazing... Uh, uh, there's some amazing writing and some amazing characters in that movie that seem really realistic 
and uh, you come away feeling like you know the person a little bit. Paul Rudd was awesome in it. That movie had such potential for that character to not be believable, but he was that guy in that movie. Anywho, that's the recommendation. Um, so I went to R We Are. I sat down, got all comfy. They didn't have my groovy guy tea, uh, so I had to go with something different. I can't remember the name of it. And I got some uh, peanut butter oat pie. I always get something sweet and some tea, and hopefully they have these study booths with these curtains that you can cut off, or you can cut yourself off from people walking by and stuff. Uh, so I got a booth. I got all comfortable, and then I realized I forgot my pen. So I got into this thing. I was like, oh my god. There's like, the band's warming up and uh, it's going to be loud. And I, I I don't even know if I can write. Maybe I'll just maybe I'll just type notes into my phone or uh, I, yeah, maybe I'll, I'll go back. Maybe it's in the car. Maybe I should go back to the car. Do you think they have Sharpies? Do you think they have the Sharpies? I don't know. Maybe, I would feel bad asking though. Like, I don't know if they'd want to lend me a pen. But they got to have pens, you know? It can't be that bad. Maybe I'll just stay here. I'll just close my book for a second and then like check check my phone or my I, maybe I'll listen to music and just sit here but oh I can't just I can't just sit here and listen to music and stare at nothing but maybe I can just enter notes in my phone and then translate it later maybe I should just go home maybe like it's a sign that I shouldn't have been here oh no maybe I, sh I should just ask for a pen mm, oh I'll wait no I shouldn't pour my tea yet oh, I'm gonna have a bite of the peanut butter thing oh my hands are kind of sweaty maybe i had too much caffeine today oh my arms hurt my arms hurt should i close the uh should i close the curtain i should just ask for the pen i should just get up and ask for the pen i might have to go pee um uh, yeah i'll just go ask for the pen so i asked for the the pen and uh i got i really wanted to ask like do you have a better he he handed me this like translucent yellow pen that I knew was going to be bad. I had the click top. I just, I knew this pen was going to be bad. So I wanted, I felt bad though. He was letting me have a pen. I said, is this your only pen? Oh no, we got lots of pens. And then I really deep down wanted to ask like, do you have a better pen than this one? Can I borrow like the best pen that you have? Um, but then I, instead I was, I said, is it okay if I borrow this for a while? In my head it's like, this is a shitty pen. And I'm asking, is it okay if I borrow it for a while? Shitty pens, there's shitty pens lost. There's shitty pens in, like, couch cushions, uh, in dumps, in, like, uh, old school supply boxes, in, like, the bottom of bags with, like, granola bar wrappers and food crumbs and... People, you gotta get, you gotta find the pen that works for you. And you got to keep it with you at all times. Because writing is fun, especially if you have a good pen. Uh, so I tried writing for a little bit with this blue pen. And you know what? I look at I look at what I wrote and it's just not like I had to leave after a while. Um, it just looks like shit. And it felt like shit. I tried like, it felt like I had to press really hard with the blue pen. I'll show it to you sometime, or take a, I'll take a picture of it and show it to you compared to the black stuff. Oh, excuse me. It could have to do with the contrast. I have no idea, but... Me, not a happy, happy camper, but... Um, 
maybe if I would have had my black pen, I wouldn't have come back. My black Sharpie, I wouldn't have come back to record this podcast. So it's all meant to be, you know. Um, so I, I'm going to um, quickly take a, a break here because um, I was ranting. And I'm going to rant even more coming up because I got lots of good shit coming up here. So I'm going to pause, I'm going to drink some water, and then I'll be back. hair before filming this wedding tomorrow gotta film a wedding tomorrow I think it's the second oh no third to last of of the year it's always weird I sometimes don't meet the couples beforehand so I just enter someone's most important day hi I'm gonna be uh, filming you you and all your friends Um, it's always interesting though you gotta like read what the person's like for the first bit and then it kind of um, it marks how close you're allowed to film, how much conversation you're allowed to make and then you get kind of into a rhythm and flow. Just like recording a podcast. Ow! I put my arms out. Ow! I tried to like put my arms out and they hurt. And I'm not being a baby. I got stabbed four times. Um... So I'm going to talk about this skate concept that um, I've talked about with Josh Silver before. And Todd and I, I think we were waiting for a bus in... It's after the White Rock session in Mushroom Blading Volume 1. We were waiting for a bus to bring us back to Vancouver. Um, and we got we got drunk. or We just had a couple pints. Three pints or something like that. Which was awesome. After a skate session, having some beers, and uh, we blabbed our faces off on the bus back about the skate concept that um, originally the idea was the frame and the bottom of the boot would actually flex in the middle. Um, and then, or we were talking about if it would be like each individual wheel would could bend and flex like your foot, and then... Um, if you ever get a chance to daydream about this, just imagine some kind of a a sock-like material on your foot and then an independent wheel attached. You could still do top sides on the side of them, but it would almost be like 
ball ball material. It's really hard to explain. Um, but when you jump, all the wheels would come off, but your your front wheel would still be touching, and a toe roll would be more like you wouldn't be on your toe; you would be like on the ball of your foot. And there would be like different styles of toe rolls depending on your foot strength and everything. But this is what I think skates in the future should be like. It would be almost like an organic alien type thing with really futuristic sock material that you could grind on. And um, it would be like the the smoothness of parkour movements, but you would just have wheels on your feet and individual styles would be incredibly expressive and it would um tricks the tricks you could do would be insane because like a fast plant alone like anything you could do on your feet you could do on the skates but way crazier because like you can do crazy shit on your shoes when you put on a pair of skates there's something lost in the translation of trying to express that idea of a trick, there's limitations in the technology. And it's something that I obsess over and I try not to think about too much. And um, I'll say, like I've said before, REMS are the closest thing I've ever had to like kind of an extension of the body. But I do believe that an actual frame that flexes and a boot that flexes like the foot, because our shoes do, why wouldn't, I don't know, why wouldn't a skate? do that because um rollerblades in general seem kind of well skateboard first of all skateboard is amazing what people do on it but that is a primitive piece of technology and rollerblades are are futuristic but now they're like retro futuristic you would think we would make more leaps forward in skate design and technology um i think frames and wheels need a lot of work but um rims Boots, man. Rems are the closest thing to, like, a leap in technology. Shadow, Shadow R, in terms of the way that your foot attaches to a skate, but, man, that cuff and that sole plate sucks my dick. Um, but 2.0, I like the new sole plate, the way it looks. I saw that, like, design of that uh, off-road skate, and I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm apprehensive in... Uh, how 2.0 is going to go. You know? Excited for the, the smaller sole plate, though. Jadows are, oh, god-awful in their large soles and their uh, boner cuff. Um, I want to talk, uh, related to that, about why people don't roll a blade. There's many reasons by why people don't roll a blade. Um... It's still seen as like a, you know, like a 90s thing and people's skates collect dust in the closet. You can find a pair of rollerblades in most garages, most thrift stores. Um, And there's two, there's one main thing overreaching the whole thing. When that's fear, people are afraid. Todd and I have talked about this before. People are afraid of falling. Um, Fear of like going down a hill, even a slight hill or like jumping on and off of curbs and just getting a few basic skills that would open up their their world of skating like um there's a learning curve right because ice skating what is it? 
It's like you go to a uh, skating rink and you and you skate around in circles. But um, if you get a pair of roller blades, you can go wherever there is concrete, which is amazing. Um, but there's so fear is one. Skate maintenance and stopping. Stopping is the biggest one. People are so afraid. Like there's not the stopping mechanism on a pair of rollerblades is really primitive and it does not work very well. The design of brakes and they've tried to redesign it. The design of rollerblade brakes is like eighty. Or, yeah, I was gonna say eighty years old. It's like twenty some odd years old and it hasn't changed. And you, I mean. If stopping and Jake or die has said speed control, if speed control was easier on skates, especially going down hills, like a a bike is instantly accessible in its braking mechanism. Like you learn it quite quickly and it's it's sensitive and it's easy to control speed on a bike down a hill. Rollerblades though, if you go down a hill, that brake I tried a brake the other day going down a hill. You can't trust that thing. It doesn't slow you down very much, and it wears out really quickly. A lot of us are used to not having brakes, you know? Um, and then there's, like, there's skate control methods where you do carves and stuff down a hill to slow down or, or do the step thing or drag your foot. But imagine if, um, imagine if there's a really, really cool, sensitive, easy-to-learn braking system on a pair of inline skates more people would do it on top of that the maintenance thing people can buy a bike and take it in for maintenance once in a while or like have a general idea of of you know like mate i don't know bikes don't break down that much and there's lots of bike shops you can take it into rollerblades people hate skate maintenance like cleaning bearings is, takes a long time rotating wheels takes a long time there's so much uh, left in terms of skate design before uh, we know rollerblading is really fun and lots of people could get into rollerblading. Lots of people I guess are getting back into rollerblading but skate design really needs to change a lot and people aren't buying skates so how can they put a lot of money into skate design if nobody wants to buy skates? Who knows? Who knows? I just wanted to tell you that though. Oh, I can't even stand up on those things. How do you stop? How do you stop? Oh, I I have a pair of skates collecting dust in my garage. I want to talk about my sweet tooth. If there is a box of cookies, um if there's cinnamon buns, muffins, um I will absolutely destroy them with my uh, with my teeth, and they will go into my belly, and I will feel sick from all the sugar I had. But I ate like six chocolate chip muffins in two days. I, I try not to buy them because I will. I don't know where I get it from, but. I don't know if it's like an addictive personality or something, because I, I don't, I'm not addicted to anything except for I've struggled with caffeine in the internet, you know? Alcohol, time to time, not addiction, but like having uh, one drink or two drinks 
every once in a while I would love to drink more like you know once or twice a month would be better but the culture we live in we get we get drunk we're hungover we drink coffee we go on the fucking internet we're we're numb out it's a vicious cycle you know um but my sweet tooth oh my god cinnamon buns the last time I I've only had cinnamon buns I think once in the past year and a half but I got six of them and they give you like the cup of icing on the side I think I ate five of them in like 36 hours and it gets to the point where you don't even want it but you want that <laughs> that feeling that you had when you had the first cinnamon bun so you go back for more and you kind of like feel sick and gross and full and um the aftermath like it's really hard to get motivated to do anything because you had a sh your, your body's like what the fuck man what did you put in me stop it stop it so uh it's the it's the curse of the sweet tooth i want to get better at enjoying things every once in a while in small portions you know but i'm definitely like gonna end up getting like a chocolate bar or, or something after this podcast um our roller news the ta is roller news the tabloids of rollerblading um i i posted that park sketches on facebook a month ago or whatever and then I, I was on, or there'll be like a comment on your Vimeo thing, and it'll be, Roller News will say nice, or B Meg will say sweet, as like markers, and then they have the second marker if they've added it to their feed or whatever. So a month later, um, you'll find, you know, you'll find out if Roller News has posted your thing. So, uh, it's really weird, like, Roller News, they'll take, like, a freeze from the edit, a couple of freezes, and then they'll take, like, the Vimeo quote, and they'll make something different out of what the original presentation was, and they're like, so it was weird, it was like, it was a freeze of my face, and then it was, like, a shot of me when I was throwing the skate after, and then in my Vimeo description, I said, say goodbye to the clunk dogs which was open to interpretation but um it was crazy i had this thought about like especially with the julian baugh stuff he gets fired with razors and then there's tons of julian baugh edits that that go on the page or whatever i found it really weird like it was almost um he was trying to create controversy with what i said and the throwing the skates there's just something really fucking weird about it. Um, but it's awesome at the same time. Like, it's, it's it's awesome that there is that in rollerblading. There is, like, a tabloids. But I just got a weird feeling about that. I The dude David Derberger or whatever, really weird thing that made me think about that it's tabloids is he added me to Facebook just recently, and um, his profile picture is says 1984 like George Orwell's 1984 Big Brother's watching and to think of like a Big Brother watching in rollerblading that'll post stuff and the entire community checks it and it's like 
this it's like the junk food thing right you want to not go to roller news but you always go back once in a while because you have found good things once in a while and if you haven't looked at any rollerblading stuff for a long time you can go to that site and usually find some highlight thing like who knows there could be a new Dominique Sagona or uh, you know Richie's Vine Street or um, Kevin Yee there could just be some of the Sean C stuff goes up there so you go back to it but it's really bizarre and um, there's going to be some mushroomblading.com content coming up interview stuff that I have right now I have four lined up um, which should be up hopefully by the end of before I go on my trip so end of October we should have some stuff up but I tried to ask the roller news guy if he wanted to have an interview for mushroomblading.com and he said I'm a fan of you guys' edits but um, it was like a really polite response about it. he just declined the interview so the mystery behind roller news I'd love to find out more about like if he skates, how he started it, the rise of it, um, how many people visit the site. Roller News is crazy. You could dedicate a whole like conspiracy theory, not a conspiracy, you could just dedicate a whole uh, talking session to Roller News. Because that site is weird, man. What a weird site. It came out of nowhere and then it became the biggest thing. It's the rollerblading television channel on the internet. That's what it is. Um, I'm going to stop once more. And then... What am I going to do? I'm going to talk about more crazy stuff in a bit here. There's a line that I don't like on the new M83. What is it? Oh, it's going to bug me now. I want to sing it so bad. Let me just quickly check the new M83. Uh, am I recording this? Oh, yes, I am. I have a few more things to talk about before I'm out of here, but I need to show you what this M83 thing is. It's not the Mickey Skyline. It's not that one. It's gotta be. It's gotta be in Claudia Lewis. 
I'm still here. Oh no. Did I lose you yet? That's gonna bug me so much. Oh. Oh, what is that? God damn it. Well, hopefully it pops up. Hopefully you're still with me too. Um, so I talked about Rolling News before that. Um, I had a crazy conversation with one of my cousins at the family reunion. And the overreaching question that I love asking people. A very important question. What would it take? Because everyone knows the direction that the world is going in still, and I'm not doom and gloom or anything, but the direction that we're going in is leading to not anything good <laughs> at all. And you don't have to become full-on hippie and live off the land or live in the Stone Age. There's just small things that everyone can do to become more conscious and like what would have to happen to change global consciousness like in a snap of a finger I mean 9-11 was fucking crazy which it's the 10th anniversary coming up 9-11 was crazy planes knocking into buildings that fall down I mean I, I won't forget seeing it but at the same time it's like Everyone went on, and that's what you're supposed to do. But that was, shit was crazy. So what if there was something, like, on a global level that happened like that? Anyways, I asked her, I was like, what would it take? What would be the one single thing? Because, I don't know, aliens coming down. People have all different answers that are awesome. She said, the internet would have to shut off. If the internet shut down, everyone's put all of their eggs in one basket and everything would would go fucking crazy if the internet was gone. If the internet was gone, all of a sudden, the internet gone. Gone, not coming back. The internet is dead. That would be awesome. You would be forced back into experiencing uh, the moment, I guess. There's a lot. There's a lot on that subject, but then she was talking about the the South Park episode where they were making fun of uh, if the internet went out. There's a good episode on it, actually, and it was like the Great Depression. It's like, I heard there's some internet on the West Coast. <laughs> South Park is amazing for anyone who doesn't watch it. I don't know a lot of the episodes, but the ones that I have seen that... Uh, that have amazing social commentary in it, that's one of them. So, what would you do if the internet just went out right now? How many times have you used the internet today? Exactly. Me too. Um, skate clothing. I haven't... I really like skating in cargo shorts. Um, I really like skating in somewhat baggier pants. I don't like tighter pants for skating. I just don't. 
I'm gonna try and wear them less and less. I have a couple pairs that I like, like tighter, more fitted pants. I like wearing them outside of skating, and there's some days where they feel good, but um, not baggier. I don't even like talking about baggier, tighter, or fitted, or whatever, but um, I haven't actually thought about what I enjoy for skate clothing and what makes me really comfortable. And I, Over the next little while, I want to think about that more. I want to try different clothing. I, Leon has these crazy pair of, like, flowing fabric-y pants that he, that he uses. Um, and they look like they'd be so fun to skate and they would accentuate certain movements and you would skate different if you were wearing them. And uh, that made me think of it. So thanks, Leon. I want to think more about the clothing that I skate in. In a f functional, comfortable, uh, expressive way. <laughs> um, the new structure. Oh! I can't remember if I said this, but when I was listening to the new M83, I can't remember if I said this, but when I was listening to the M83, there's the spot that I always go to, and it's got a picnic table and a bench and this pile of rocks that everyone, when they hike there, they throw a pile onto the rock. Um, it's at the end of one of the... It's at the end of the first pop contest mixtape. That's the spot. And I hadn't been there in a while. I don't want to say I was busy, but I just... You go back to certain places for a reason eventually. You feel like the pull of them, or you have a vision in your head that you want to be there. And you go there, that's what's awesome about being a human. You can dream up something and then do it, um, even on small levels. So I go there, and there is they built this new structure that kind of overhangs, overlooks the lookout. So now there's a bench, a picnic table, the pile of rocks, and this cool structure that you can like lean on. Um, I thought that was so exciting, because I've had so many memories at that spot, and I've visited it so many times. Oh, there's a girl screaming outside, but I think it's not bad screaming. It's laughter-type screaming. But um, I really like that idea of something new being built in a place where you're not expecting it. That's that. Um, lastly... don't like when people make that noise. Lastly, uh, um, lastly, very quickly, um, creating a space where you can unfold because things are going too fast, that's really important. You need to unfold, relax. It's incredibly important. Um, okay, when I went to Penticton for Pop Contest, I have all this skate crap in the trunk, and there's so much skate crap left in my dad's, and I just want to get rid of it, and, uh, people have holes in their lives, and they fill it with something, and there was a while there where I was just filling it with skating stuff, and then here I was like carrying it on my back for so long and I want to get rid of it 
I've already gotten rid of it in my mind, but it's still there, and I want to get rid of it so I can start filling my hole with things that are closer to my heart, things that work for me. So, I have skate stuff, I'm getting rid of it. That's it. And I'm getting rid of uh, talking to you guys right now. Thanks for listening, though. Thank you so much.